Seventh Avenue Pizza, the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of Seventh Avenue Pizza. From the Wildwoods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha join me here alongside the state of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. How's it going, buddy? I mean, you'll all hear this later, but we just wrapped up our state fair edition of flights and uh banger guests. Even though even though I already ate half a seventh half pizza, I'm still like hungry just from that. Honestly, all I've had is coffee today, so I haven't eaten anything yet. So I'm just like, but I'm buzzing. I'm sorry, you're like, what? My stomach's like, it's just like making all crazy noises. That was pretty accurate. That was almost exactly the noise that it made. Anyways, Um, but yeah, so I mean, it was an amazing episode. I mean, every time Jesse Pierce comes on the soda pod, it's a good episode. And uh, man, Nick is an absolute beauty. Um, (laughs) Like, wow. So it, it was a, it was a good competitive uh, round of flights this week. I have to say, no disrespect to Dev and Seth, no disrespect to Alex, but yes, but, you're uh, disrespecting them. <laughs> but just a little disrespect. Um, I mean, this come from the bottom, so I mean, for me, they're probably just like not even listening to this opinion, anyways. They're, they're probably already fast forwarded it. But anyways, um, this it's week so was cute. it's so cute that you think they actually listen. This week might be the closest poll we have yet. I don't think I'm going to lose as bad as I've been losing. You, I still you didn't think get last place in the most recent one, so. You dug yourself yeah, you, out of the cellar. Seth Seth assumed that role. I told him, potato salad is just going to sink you. He didn't listen to me. <laughs> he didn't listen to me. Seth, you got to start listening to me. <laughs> Isha said something smart. Take note. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but anyways, shout out to, again, Jesse and Nick. That was awesome. And yeah, I'm buzzing. I'm hungry. But I'm also yeah. hoppy. And this is going to be the corniest segue ever. But I'm hungry for some fucking NHL hockey. The World Juniors is great. The Women's World Championship is great. But it's not the same now. Huh. Now that we're like, now there are like a you know like a couple of months removed of everything going on, and yeah, there've been bits of news. Caught, thank you know, thank you to the Flames for continuing to keep us you know no talking shit. about something. Really, they are the all stars of this off season for keeping the news cycle going. But as far as the Minnesota Wild go, it's slim pick, and we will talk a little bit about them. Mm. We will we will talk a little bit about them. But we are in the the the, the dead of summer hoppy, and like, how excited are you for opening night? I'm excited, but that was a big miss on your part, man. Um, I, I thought you had the perfect segue teed up. Say that you were hungry for hot dogs because oh. the man of the hour, Phil Kessel. I, you need to talk first because I'm not even sure where to begin. You have the with, words with with Phil Kessel signing with the Vegas Golden Knights. I All have right, so, so many different emotions. Yeah. So if you guys have been living under a rock, you know, play that dun, 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 the, that ESPN Sorry, breaking what? news music. Here <laughs> That's it is. Not how that goes. Whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was here for two today on the fucking sound bites. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, Phil Kessel signing with the Vegas Golden Knights. Obviously, Hoppy's just. He's just swooning. He's just swooning. The the, the villains of the of the National Hockey League are now Hoppy's favorite team because Phil Kessel is signed there. Not um, my favorite, but but this kind of shake, them. but but this shakes up a lot for that team because this team has been plagued by injuries for you know the entire season last year, and now going into this season with Robin Leonard out, and just the roster being very different than what it was when they made their early, early runs. Phil Kessel, is he going to solve all their problems? No. Is he going to sell tickets? 100%. I mean, Hoppy was just saying, you, you already have the fucking dates booked to go and fly oh, to Vegas that, to go that, watch. This is for all of you. Um, you probably don't care as much about the first one, but um, in Vegas on January 5th, which is a Thursday, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. In Vegas on April 1st, which is a Saturday, the Minnesota Wild. So maybe we got to come up with something for that, like rally the troops and all go out there and just do stupid mm-hmm. shit. That'd be um, but then the other important ones, uh, actually in San Jose on October 25th, that would be the game where he surpasses Keith Yandel for the Ironman streak. And then against Nick Letty and the St. Louis Blues in Vegas on November 12th, is when he would hit game 1,000. I'm 
legitimately considering getting tickets and going out there for that one. I mean, that that's going to be an amazing event regardless. And I mean, in Vegas, you know, they're going to make it just an extravagant, extravagant show. Oh, for sure. And uh, for all of you, it's okay. You're mad. You're screaming, saying, how can you possibly say anything positive about Vegas? I love deeper than I hate. And I love <laughs> Phil Kessel more than I could ever hate the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm, I'm just happy that he has a team now. But this for a lot of reasons is a really strange landing spot to me. I don't know. What, what were your initial thoughts just on him landing in Vegas besides they'll have a cool party? I didn't see it coming. I'd like out of all teams that were going to sign Phil Kessel, even for um, what was it? What's the deal? It's only just over a million, right? Per, per season. I think it's 1.5. Yeah. 1.5 mil for two. Was it two years? One. Oh, one. Oh shit. So, so there you go. Right. Like, I maybe we expected, and I say we as this like the collective fans speaking on everyone's behalf, of course. I think we expected maybe he was gonna get paid a little bit more, a little bit more than that. And that and that's why I didn't think Vegas could afford him at all, even if it was just 2.5 plus, just, just a little bit, you know, under three, but you know, in the two million dollar range. And Vegas right now, just how cap strapped they are with with everything that's going on. And I know Leonard's gonna go on LTIR, but don't you have to declare your cap? beginning of the season anyways, before you put your players on that. So you still have to, you still have to work around your roster long of the short of it. I did not expect that Phil Kessel would land on a team that already had, you know, work with the cap yeah. instead Vegas is active like Vegas is, you know, they see any shiny toy dangling, you know, that can get them news and pub and all that shit. And they pounce on it. Seriously. Every shiny toy that's dangling in front of Vegas, they, they, they pounce at it. And now Phil Kessel's there and it caused a little bit of a wave of them having to, you know, move some more pieces around. So I was shocked to be perfectly honest, did not expect it. Did I lose sleep over it? I don't know. Vegas, did they get better? Sure. But like, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it made waves as far as a threat in the division. I was just so surprised out of all teams, yeah. like that Vegas signed him. I mean, San Jose probably could have thrown more money at him. I don't know. No, they don't. San Jose is a losing team and they still have no money to spend. Um, no, for me, man, that there's two possible storylines that come out of this and both of them make me sad, but one would make me infinitely more sad. We'll start with the positive one, positive storyline. Phil Kessel goes to Vegas, hits 1000 games in the NHL, retires on the spot, done Ooh. and immediately pursues his career as a professional poker player. Hooks up with Daniel Negreanu and literally just never leaves the strip again. There's a there's a lot of professional athletes who are going down the poker route. But Phil Kessel like is legit a degenerate. He is. Does he like actually end, like he enters pretty big tournaments? I don't. I'm not sure. But you ask anyone in the Pittsburgh Penguins organization, and no one likes their cards more than Phil. He talk it even like has spoken several times on the record about like how much of a degenerate Phil is interesting yeah it's um, pretty funny i actually but, just watched a, a, a bits of a poker tournament where colby covington he's in the ufc he like he got far i think he's on the final table it was nuts and i was like okay this guy's like a real deal too um but i i whenever an athlete's in a poker tournament or like some i wouldn't even say celebrity mostly athlete because more of a sports fan I, I tend to watch the tournaments actually and like i like poker i'm not the person who's gonna watch a poker tournament full through but i'll watch like i'll sure. definitely watch when athletes are in it because it's just interesting it's like this is a completely different game, completely different game, but you're that competitive that like, and there's money on the line. So these guys are See, absolutely early on, early on, like world series of poker. Like you talk back to like the moneymaker days, Chris oh. Helmuth, Phil, I like all that. Shit, Negrano, I, I was a big Negrano guy too, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, But like, I would watch that shit nonstop because like, I couldn't get enough of the poker fix. Like I, Basically, me and my buddy, the one that's uh, out in Hawaii, he and I pretty much ran the street. Like, we would get together, play poker with everybody, and if one of the two of us didn't win, it was like a colossal upset. And Dude, that, that money. And I'm not not gonna toot my own horn because like I'm I'm very rusty, but like within my friend groups who played games, like that was me, and like yeah, I, I like <laughs> I lost friends over games, dude, straight up. Oh man, because I remember some people would like rebuy in with like some you know collateral items, and I'd <laughs> promise that I would give them back, and then I wouldn't because they're actually pretty cool. So and then, you're a you know... true degenerate. Wow. Oh yeah. Well, dude, I had a friend in um, Victoria who he 
he like worked at the soccer clubhouse and at the end of the month he had to do a big clean of the the building and everything and and no one like none of the managers or anybody who owned or the city would come by because no one wanted to be part of the cleanup so they would just leave him but that night before he cleaned up and we'd all help him he would host a massive poker tournament we'd get a bunch of cigars beers we'd sit in the clubhouse and just probably shouldn't even be saying this but fucking no one's listening in british columbia this is a <laughs> minnesota audience smoke that sucker up we got fucking drunk in there um, I think even that double, uh, uh, that double or hubba bubba bubble gum mug that literally was from the fucking cabinet of that <laughs> rated the cabinets to mugs. Um, so we'd have our poker games there like once a month, which was so much fun. Um, but anyways, yeah, long and short, I have a, I have a Canadian, I think it's $2 bill. Um, that, that one guy, like it was his lucky $2 bill and Ooh. let's just say, uh, I never gave it back. Oh, I'm one of the weirdos that collects $2 bills. I'm fascinated by them. Why they ever even existed. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, um, I digress. Phil Kessel. Pay that man his money. Uh, so the 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 negative storyline, which like is scaring me more and more as I think about it, because this would absolutely happen. The true villains that they are, the Vegas Golden Knights, don't let Phil play in either the game to catch <sighs> Keith Yandel, or they clip him out at like game 999 so he doesn't hit a thousand. And that, that will seal their fate for me hating them forever if they do, do that. You, do you th- I don't think they'd do that. I don't do think you, they'd do that. I, it, it would make headlines, wouldn't it? It would, but for the wrong reasons. Because I feel like Vegas is because oh, they usually make headlines for the right reasons. <laughs> well, I mean, this, this is no, that, that's true. Okay, so. But this would be more like I feel like the fans would push back on this, and the fan, and for the most part, the fans haven't pushed back on what the organization is. I mean, the flurry situation a little bit, but they're being competitive. That can you really be that angry, right? I mean, last year's injuries, I think, and any sports fan can see that, right? They were still they were still a good team on paper if everyone was healthy. So I just think the fan base is almost almost too wholesome still and naive that like, if you, if you did something that would just like that, they clearly saw is that was wrong. That was not good. Like it would, it would be bad for the organization. Um, maybe not, maybe they don't care about obviously the, the rest of the hockey sphere, but I think that one would like pierce their fan base. And I don't think they do that to them. Hmm. I think they learned from the flurry incident or, I mean, I hope they have, I don't think they've learned shit. Dude, the fan, when, when I was in Henderson and Vegas, Henderson, the, the, I don't even remember our Uber drivers were just, everyone was so mad that Flurry was gone. <laughs> Everybody was so angry. Even this, uh, I mean, even this like older woman, she's probably like in her late sixties, just like driving people back and forth, you know, um, stripped to the airport. And she was just ripping on Robin Leonard and just like, you know, he, they took away our beloved Flurry, our star. Why would they do this to us? And I'm just like, wow. I Honestly, I was like the, the hockey fans here are so passionate. That's why I'm like it's it's wholesome. I don't like it. But oh, but wholesome. but but Isha, he he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> I don't. I do not want him in Minnesota. That I mean, all. that's not true. Like, I don't have a problem with him being in Minnesota. I just no, you like, don't. There's I other do. scenarios under which it would be better. Say no. if they weren't going to lean on him to play fifty or fifty-five games. It's gonna. I just I see it now, Hoppy. The first ten games, he doesn't even lose one, and then, yeah, whatever. Knock on wood, that doesn't happen. By the way, anyways. So, but the the weirdest thing for me with Vegas going there is we obviously have the vices that we've discussed, right? Like that's gonna be a problem. Dude's gonna yes. be slumming it up at the casinos nonstop. <laughs> but the bigger thing for me is like everyone likes to talk about how like much of a coach's nightmare he is, which like there's certainly elements of truth to that. You really think that noted douchebag Bruce Cassidy is going to be able to get through to Phil Kessel at all. It's going to be the quickest middle finger. Like, buddy, I'm not here to do what you tell me. Fuck off. Like, honestly, I I see that becoming a really fun storyline to track of just Bruce Cassidy fucking hating Phil Kessel. Yes. And they might even play it up more than, than it actually is. And and I honestly think they've had that conversation already. 
Like I think like when when he signed, they they. I mean, no, was, no. Like, I I like to think that like Bruce Cassidy saw it in the news. He's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> okay, well, no, that, that's funny. That's funny that you view it that I view it that they've already had that conversation. Bruce Cassidy's just like, you know what? I'm already checked out on this guy, and whatever news comes up about it, whatever like. You know, whether it's within the organization or, or the media outside the organization asks about it, they're just going to play it up a little bit. Kind of like Phil and oh, who's the fucking coach in Toronto? Carlisle, Randy Carlisle. <laughs> but him like, and Randy was so perfect. No, but I know, but it was it was genuine headbutting, but they both played it up because they, they both knew it was kind of good for their brands, let's be honest. Like, and it was tremendous. I don't agree. I don't agree at all, actually. Really? Because, because none of it surfaced right away, dude. Like did, did, did a, lot, you know, a lot of the HBO documentary. Are you kidding me? Right. But like a lot of like, we're hearing a lot more of the stories that are coming out about it. Like people that are going on spitting chicklets and shipping like, Oh dude, the fuck you matches between Kessel and Randy. And like, I, I do believe that there's Randy. an element of like Randy liking it, you know, like oh, he, yeah. he kind of enjoyed like it. Kessel was telling him to fuck up. Yeah. Kind of like Hitch, but I, I <laughs> me truly believe off. I truly believe that that's how the two of them just are, and it was not at all played up for attention because Phil Kessel doesn't want fucking attention. He doesn't. No, he wants to be left alone. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why him and like uh, Fanuf were so tight because Fanuf was the same way. He ha- he hated having the cameras on. Him. He hated being the captain of Toronto. He just right. he just wanted to play his game. And honestly, when he was just like a star rookie in in Calgary, and everyone you know just kind of let let him do his thing. To the point where his car got jacked into Tim Hortons. Everyone just, you know, he, everyone gave him too much room that his posse allowed his car to be stolen at a Tim Hortons. Did you ever hear about that story? Uh, no. Dion Phaneuf getting a little too comfortable, thinking that, oh, the fans love me so much. I'm just going to leave my truck running in the parking lot of Tim Hortons. Everyone knows it's Dion Phaneuf's car. No one will steal it. Well, it's two minutes he walks in, gone. Someone jacks the car. And I, 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 I was near where my friend lived. So, like, I, I, could, I can see it now. Anyways, um, but uh, man, I, I truly think that they've had the conversation again back to Phil and Cassidy, and I think that Cassidy's probably not going to use them in a lot of dire situations, and maybe that's best for both parties. Maybe Phil just doing his thing helps the team where it needs to be helped, and I do not think he's going to be a hindrance because I don't think he's going to be played enough, employed enough on the ice to be a hindrance. Let's no, be that, honest. That's right. Did Phil drag down the teams he was with recently? No. The te- like, there's Arizona kind of, there's an absolute shit. <laughs> yeah. They've been absolute shit, you know. Uh, one team, but yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. No, so for, for that, though, this is, uh, this first off bothers me, but second off kind of puts one of your guys on the hot seat. Do... Is Ovechkin like pissed now that he's not the best number eight in the league? Oh, get the fuck out of here. Great eight, man. You don't think he cares? No. Oh, okay. I don't think he cares at all. He's a bigger man than me then. <laughs> I, I hate that Phil Kessel's number eight. That that looks disgusting to me. I think Solani's probably more pissed than Ovi. Ovi doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> probably true. But yes, that gross. Phil Kessel's wearing number eight. That's going to really, really bother me. And with just why how, why with, did he choose that? Do you know? Have no you read anything about it? Not a clue. He can't be number 81 because that's Marcia so, but I don't know why he would pick eight. What a sick if he did I, a, I don't know. Wait, I don't hang know on. I got to check their roster and see if this is available. Dude, I don't know why he didn't just give Marshall a fat check and be like, give me my fucking number, bah. Because he'd rather spend that money on cards, if we're being honest. Well, then there you go. You're more upset than he is, probably. Well he should have just ended up going with like his college throwback and been 26. That would have been cool. But no, my bigger issue is like Phil Kessel. He's he, he bulks, you know, like he's, he's a guy that doesn't try and slender. Like he's, he's all he's about Patty cultivating Pimbley. mass. He's just like Mac and always sunny. He's cultivating mass and one number instead of two digits is going to just look so small on the back of his jersey. It's going to be <laughs> awkward. I'm not going to like it. Uh, but again, being able true. to throw shade at Ovechkin all year will be kind of fun. Um, is there an 18? <laughs> is there a number 18 on? He wouldn't have done that. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying that. I don't even know. Uh, not seeing an 18 or a 26. Okay. What if he came in and just said, like, I'm going to do 99 and see if anyone says anything? Oh. People would freak out. I'd laugh. 
thought. By the way, this is the Phil Kessel of the UFC right now. He fights at 155 and balloons up to 205 <laughs> between fights. Dude, if you think if you think he's cutting any weight before weigh-in, you're joking. No, no, like, I, I know Phil isn't. I mean, this guy has to, right? But uh, I mean, it, it even kind of looks like him. That's what's hilarious. I know, but he, he just wouldn't. He wouldn't ever do that. He'd be like. Fuck it. I'm in the big Phil, class. You know, he's going to stand on the scale and crack open like a Coke or whatever and just go, 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 go. So the real question for me, because right now, obviously, with no information, Daily Faceoff has him slotted to be a wing on the third line. Probably makes sense, but yeah. I don't know. Do, do we think there's any shot that he gets opportunities up the lineup or like maybe even just sees power play time? I Power I play know. 100%. 100%. Um, but power no, play I one. We'll see. I mean, can we really staple any of the, the the shooters on this team on one or two right now? Like, we have to see how how it works out. He's um, not even. I wouldn't even call him a shooter at this point in his career. He's actually a better playmaker. Okay, well, I like mean, when, you watch like with, more than I do, so. Well, but dude, with the Penguins, even like, yes, he had that's the, true. No, that's true. The reputation for being a shooter, but he was so good on the half wall. I was just gonna where, say, yeah, playing like, the half wall just setting everybody up like he actually is a really underrated passer so well then you know what i, I mean and this is before I even said that um i was gonna genuinely say he's probably gonna get an opportunity in training camp they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna look at every single lineup every single you know system and him being the veteran he is being a scoring first player and now you know the offensive mind to be a playmaker too Fuck, I mean, he he very well could be, you know, one of the guys who helps run that first power play or even the second, just a power play in general. And then, you know, plays limited, but like, you know, admirable minutes on a third line. Because like, it's actually funny how people are freaking out about how like Vegas is just dying. Like their top six is still good. Oh, yeah, dude. And I'm looking at them uh, right Kessel, now in Cap right? Friendly. Like Eichel, Stone, and Stevenson. And then the original first line for the team, Carlson, Smith, and Marcia. So, like, that's a very serviceable top six. Dude, and even your bottom six, like, you got you got good bottom six guys. Like, Chandler Stevenson, Chandler Stevenson is, an, is an awesome bottom six player in the NHL. He's top six. So, I don't know why you're saying that. I oh, literally sorry. just said his name as his sorry, first sorry. line. <laughs> um, Brett Howden, you know, he's solid too in the in the bottom Arpin. six. Like, <laughs> William Carrier, he's pretty good. Keegan Colsar actually looked really good last year too. So, I mean, I'm just looking at the other names in the bottom six. And, well, and I think they have an underrated blue line, if we're being honest. Yeah, like, it's good. No, dude, it's solid, man. White Cloud's good too. Um, McNabb, Theodore, Martinez, Petrangelo, like, yeah, that's legit. But that transitions us well to the real problem, which is the goaltending, which Vegas came out and said already they plan on going into the year with Logan Thompson as their starting it. goalie. What what do you think about that? God, I mean, shout out to the Canadian boy, Calgary, Alberta native. I think he's going to be a good goalie, but this this it might hamper his development, to be perfectly honest. I mean, if I'm being honest, I think it's a load of crap. Like <laughs> Maybe they go into <laughs> the year with him as the starting goalie, but I did. They're saying that because what else do you say right now? Like, yeah, we're actually looking for someone else because we don't think Thompson can do it. Like, no, I still think well, they're absolutely word it like that. You say clearly he's not a starter yet. We're still looking for goaltender, but we're but we're that, going into the season. That's going to boost his confidence way more. Well, I mean, he <laughs> knows. Let's be honest. He's not saying a... exactly what I said. <laughs> I'm framing it better though. You <laughs> it's so aggressive. Like, come on, well, the kid knows. Is, no matter how you say it, it comes off wrong as we don't trust him. So we're looking I disagree. For he knows he's not a top goalie in the national hockey. But you league. still want him to think that he could be. You want him to have that confidence if you don't find a guy. My my only point in They're this gonna is find everyone's like, oh, Vegas is screwed. This is gonna be their their for their starting goalie. No. They said that because they have to say that they're I I'm fine of the opinion that they're still looking. So. Well, yeah, like there's going to be there's going to be one. There's going to be a, a goaltender, you know, a one a one B in training camp that falls out because one younger goalie or whatever in an organization beats him out of it. And then he's going to be a free agent or he's going to be able what? to trade bait for someone. And they're going to you know how free agency works in the NHL. They're going to send him down maybe because a two way contract to <laughs> scoop him up. <laughs> OK, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly what you said. <laughs> there you go. Uh, my point is there's oh. still time to get 
a better goaltender with more experience, not necessarily a top starter, but you know, a guy you can pay 1.5, 1.2 mil. Who's been there before. Who's had to play over 20 games, 30 yeah. games, maybe even 40 in, in the NHL. Yeah. Sorry. Not to like kick a guy while he's down, but like having Brassois as your number two certainly doesn't boost your confidence. No. So no. And again, like no disrespect to Logan Thompson. He's I really hope he's going to be, be something there's potential there, but yeah, if, again, if they did ride or die with him, not looking good. I'd be okay with him in a 50-50 split, see what happens kind of thing, but yeah. At least they have the defense. Not, not a great look. But yeah, I mean, they got the defense, they got the forward group. Like, everyone thinks they're just going to die this year. They're not. But it's going to be really interesting to watch because any time, if they go on like a two or three game skid, that's all it takes for people to rally and freak out, pitchforks in hand, so... It'll be interesting to say the least. I, I mean, I, mean us, I was already going to be tuning in just like hate watching kind of, but now they got Phil. Oh baby. I'm watching for every reason. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm still kind of hate watching, but Hoppy's kind of oh, on the I other, the other end now. So much. Um, what else have been going down this week? Hoppy Vegas in the news still Phil, I mean, they're, yeah. they're making trades as well. Stats. Lots, 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 lots of Vegas, but uh, I think we got to, pause here because i'm gonna finish this thing before we even get through the episode oh shoot. um dude i busted out a big boy here today so shout out to my buddy flop who probably doesn't even listen but maybe um he's the one that gave me that big care package of like aged beers and shit and oh, okay. this is one that just happened to be in there but prairie artisan ales it's like uh Ooh, an imperial that's cool. stout that's aged in like apple brandy barrel dude, nice fucking 12 percent. this thing hits very hard nice. it's one that like i've got this glass here and like half the glass oh, i'm gonna really enjoy it the second half might end up being a battle so we'll we'll see what happens here very nice i'm actually um i'm bringing I, I think i sent you pictures of it uh rogue brewing um Maybe. an imperial stout that was aged in their own uh they, they make whiskey as well and it was big you know aged in one of their own barrels for i think it was nine months um, brand new 13.9%. So 14%, um, yeah. in a little can too. Uh, it was reasonably priced. Though. It was like five bucks and I was like, fucking right. Cause the last little can I bought, it was way more than that. <laughs> um, so I'm pumped to try that one, dude. Like I'm going f- like all in on the barrel age stuff. It's awesome. It's hard to find out here. I keep saying that that's like half the reason why I want to move to Minnesota too. Cause it seems like every brewery has a barrel age program there, which is awesome. Um, what I did drink on the weekend though, and this one, like they got a lot of flack when they opened up North Island, uh, in Courtney, right downtown in Courtney in a beautiful little spot. Gladstone's brewing. Now I never gave them flack out of, out of the gate. Um, some of my friends who lived there said that like they went opening week and you know, you, you can never really judge a brewery, you know, even in their first few months as, as hoppy says as well. Cause they're experimenting and, and maybe they just had like some shitty lines or I don't know what was going on, but they said it was like, it was a little funky. I went there five months in um, dead winter and you know, it was kind of unpleasant weather, but the beer was so good that I, like I stayed there even, you know, outside next to a heat lamp, shivering my ass off, just wanting to try more of their beer. Um, I know it's like, it's kind of hard to mess up a cream ale. Castle danger is still my favorite one. And I'm not just saying that cause you know, like, they're friends of the show. It truly see, is. I, I think that's a fair statement, though, to say that it's hard to mess one up. That doesn't mean that you can't do one really well. Exactly. Like the only one for me that's an exception. And again, there's really there's some that are better. But I say the same thing about nitro beers, right? Like, yeah, exactly. If, if you fuck up a nitro beer, you shouldn't you run shouldn't a brewery. Yeah. But then there's like you go to Bent Paddle and they have some nitro beers that are like among my favorites. So good. Yeah, man. Um, Wolf Brewing had a good one too. So this one, uh, this is my favorite Gladstones, and I've, 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 I haven't tried anything that I don't like at Gladstones. Haven't tried their sour for good reason, so I can keep saying that. Uh, <clears throat> but this cream ale, unbelievable. Nice. So I mean, it's it's up there with Castle Dangers. There's I don't know, like it's that Lake Superior water. It, it can't even compete with the lakes that we have here on the island. It's that good. Nice. Um, but I was very, very pleasantly surprised. I knew I was going into something good because I like Gladstones, but this was incredible. I gave one to Shane, and I want to. I'm, I'm interested to see like what he says because he's been 
he's been really like, I feel like we've inspired him to be perfectly honest, but he's like trying like a new beer, you know, a few new beers every month. And then he always like keeps tabs on them and he's got to get an untapped account because he'd use it more than I do. He does. He does. Um, and then Friday night, the summer edition of the beer dabbler, our friends shout out over there to Zach and Jordan. Of course, all the great people over there. Isha, now that they've actually finished the facility, we got to get you back out there to see the completed product of their new uh, liquor store. Do you but see it already? I actually haven't even made it back in yet. Ooh. So, because yeah, we saw it when it was, they I'm were saving just, it. Uh, I, want, I want it to be special. There's, they're like still mudding when we went there. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, that, that was something. But uh, <laughs> no, another great event by them. Um, but Jordan was definitely right when he told us before that. The, the winter beer dabbler is their event. Like, I think mm. there's three X, the people there, which is good and bad, right? Good in the sense, like, more popular. There's definitely more breweries that show up. But the summer one, lines were not nearly as long, which led to state of sloppy, which is okay. Um, <laughs> but saw a couple of our friends out there. Um, one of the first, well, Saw a ton of breweries that we're friends with, but as far yeah, as yeah. people in attendance that we were actually friendly with, uh, shout out Dan Justison of Utapils, who basically said that he messed up the schedule, so fell on him. He needs to be there. So thank you, Dan. Uh, popped in and talked to him a couple of times throughout the event. Um, then we had Waconia Brewing Company, uh, Jeremy, one of our bigger supporters out there. Um, it's funny, Isha. He was telling me apparently like, that I was lucky that he didn't have uh, an ice there for me. You, you're familiar with icing. Is that a thing up in Canada? Like the smearing off ice and you have to smear off ice. Yeah. You got to crush it. Yep. Take a knee, crush it. Yeah. So he told me he he's basically the self-proclaimed uh, icing guy <clears throat> at the event and told me that he legit had two six packs full and they were both already gone. And like, oh I saw him God. pretty early in the event. I'm like, holy shit. Like you could have paced it a little bit. Like it's way more funny if you get someone at the end of the night versus the beginning, like at the but beginning, it's just... almost like, yeah, like give me a little base, get me going kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, appar apparently that's uh, his thing. So uh, <laughs> shout out to the Waconia Brewing crew. Um, he actually said, Isha, one of my favorite beers that they've done. Um, yeah. I can't even remember what he calls it. So apologies but it's basically their rendition of the elvis beer being peanut okay. butter and banana because he liked peanut butter banana sandwiches uh my favorite beer they've ever done and he said that if we come out and do an event or two with them they'll pop it out and maybe we can collab on it so that'll be fun That's exciting. But delicious delicious um so we'll see if he can swindle that and then of course uh had to stop by actually probably hung out longer than i should have and wore out my welcome but uh Josh and the crew back channel, always, nice. always a great spot to hit. They were selling the merch too. They had the Zubaz pants. They had the beer bowls. They had everything there. Um, but they admittedly, you know, this is just to get out there and do another event versus the winter one where they literally are like the showstoppers. Like they have one of the front corner booths. They have like a DJ going, like they're trying to get the party started. So shout out oh, to I them as well. Um, Josh and Dan both said they were excited that you're making your way out here. I can't um, wait. Jeremy already knew, so wasn't anything to talk about there, but <laughs> lots of great breweries. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that stood out because I don't think I had more than like two or three beers that I didn't like, and I'm definitely not going to gaslight anyone for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. Um, but ooh, one of the... One of the better ones that needs to be shouted out, and I've actually had this and showcased it on the pod, but even better when it's on tap. Um, Falling Knife. It's Sunshine. Some, actually, oh, man. At one point, I think I had the can chilling back here. I must have gotten rid no, of it. Eh, whatever. Great, great IPA, double IPA. Um, man, is there anything else? Um, the Drecker line way shorter than the winter one. That was like the funniest Ooh. thing was the Drecker line was just so goddamn long for the winter one, but we still had like my buddy made us wait through it. Cause I told him how good Drecker is, but at this one, we're waiting in line. And there's this guy who like just the most interesting character nice. standing behind us in line, like missing half his teeth, whatever, but he's there just having a great fucking time. 
starts talking to us. And then all of a sudden, like I'm eating, uh, the, the big thing out there is uh, pretzel necklaces. Okay. Because basically the beer dabbler makes a rule that like anything that you like fit on a string that's around your neck, you can bring in for food. Nice. And so in the winter one, I, I totally forgot about this and I feel kind of dumb. At the winter one, people were literally getting like bags of chips, like candy, everything, like a big fucking necklace and just putting the string through all the bags. That's so funny. And they would like sell it in there. So maybe like people are coming up, they're like, oh my God, where did you buy that necklace? I'm like, I brought it. And I'm That's like, awesome. I need to just make 10 next year and sell a yep. bunch of them when I'm in there. Um, but anyways, there was one pretzel on there that like looked like super warped and wonky. And this guy, like, like I kind of pointed out to the people standing in line and he's like, Oh shit, that looks like Carl's penis. Yeah, just stick that in your mouth. I'm like, what? What are you? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, Carl's. And then like he just like went on like some random tangent. I'm like, all right, when we get out of this line, we're we're taking off. We're going a different direction than you. (laughs) Talking about Carl's dick. Oh my. Yeah, it was was Carl's penis. Apparently, Carl's penis pretzel. Um, Interesting. Needless to say, didn't eat that one because I couldn't shake that imagery. But Mm. hey. Here's what it is. Um, I'm but looking at pretzel the same way again. Oh, well, no, as long as it looks normal, you're okay. You just don't want it to look like Carl's penis. Um, Jeez. But no, I mean, tons of great breweries across the board. I'm, dude, this is where I, I don't want to list a bunch because I'm going to forget. But Lupulin was the first one when I walked in. Like they yeah. had, you you know, the artwork that they get going there. Oh, yeah. Um, their, their tent, their canopy. Oh, my God. Just was the beautiful. whole crew there? Nope. Nope. None of, none of our, Oh, really? There. Yep. Just different workers, which is okay. Um, I mean, everybody there is fucking awesome. All the workers that we met and that was yeah. the best part. And I, I encourage everyone who is listening this summer and just wants more content just scroll back a little bit or just look up like the soda pod and, and lupulin. Um, we talked about our experience so going and hanging out with them there. So I won't get into it too much here, but like the staff members who on their breaks would just come and sit with us and just talk with us. And it was kind of like rotating. I mean, everybody there is an yeah, there was like beauty. nine of them <laughs> it was it was so awesome uh, no they're, they're awesome they're they're among the most fun breweries for us to collaborate with um no shock there uh saw wabasha brewing there but didn't see jason even though jeremy said that he had talked to jason a little hmm. bit uh didn't see him but as always like wabasha brewing well i mean great spot. bent paddle was me. there castle danger was there all of our friends were there one championship back to back was on Friday night, so I imagine uh, Jason had his hands full watching something. Uh, okay, there it is. Seriously, it, that that promotion, and I'm not going to get into it because I went into UFC too much last week or MMA, but like that promotion, they went back to back because it's in Singapore. They did one broadcast for the Singapore time, and then one for North America. So they had a whole like twelve card, and then they two hours later, the 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 one the first one on Amazon uh, video started, and it was just like it was MMA overload. In the most beautiful way. Um, by the way, I just found this on my channel. A little clip of Kyle getting iced. I mean, this isn't incredible ice, podcast but, content. Yeah, I know this is just, this is just <laughs> hoppy here. Um, and those on YouTube, but uh, yeah. Also, what Kyle. fucking color was that? It was like red. Um, I think it was some like cherry Smirnoff fucking whatever. I don't know. Hmm. Some shitty Canadian version of it, but uh, that was Kyle in his fucking rock and roll days. That was such a bad phase when like everyone was like icing people nonstop. Like I don't think no I've one, ever no been one was safe in our at our place in college. Like oh, so I'm I didn't live with the boys in like the first year rowdy college house where that all went down. I came the second year where we like we were a little we were a little bit more composed, focusing on studies and you know significant others I and things like that. I don't know like what that. you're talking about. Um, I didn't so have that phase. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I was just I was a nerd in college, and I kind of was the like I went to I went to work in Alberta, like everybody in BC does after they graduate has no money and didn't get into the university they wanted to, and for two years and like partied there because there the the legal drinking age is eighteen and gambling everything the legal age is eighteen and I I was eighteen when I graduated moved right to Alberta so I partied there and worked for two years kind of got it out of my system then went to university had a great first year but. Honestly, up until my last year of university where I like I dropped out. I, I didn't drink I didn't drink much at all. Like there was like a couple nights where everyone's like, he's just drinking, let's go. But I really just focused on my studies like a fucking nerd and got out of my system partying mm. with the cowboys. See there was put should. it this way, put it this way, Hoppy. Uh there was one there was one day where because I, I had a friend who um uh she 
she's gay and she dated a lot of go-go dancers at the time at the strippers. So okay. that was where we pre-gamed because she'd go and say hi to her girlfriend and we'd have a couple of drinks there and then go down to strip. What's what, what got me to turn my life around before I left Alberta was, you know, going, going back there to have a couple of beers before we went out thinking it's just casual. And the guy looks who uh, swipes my ID goes, huh, you've been here 13 times this month. And I'm like, okay, I have a problem. We got, we got, we, we can't do this anymore. We're, we're going to the Cowboys. We're going to the bar across the street. We're n- no more go-go dancers. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. You're, you're very much highlighting though, Isha, you went to university. I went to college. Yes. Yes. That's, that's how we're going to distinguish moving forward. But university that is, is nerds that just want to go learn college. Yep. College is college. It's college. And you know what? I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I agree with that wholeheartedly. That's a good, uh, that's a good comparison. Um, look at that. This was a, this was a great hoppy hour segment. We haven't had like a good, you know, loaded up hoppy hour segment in a while. Yeah. Now let's pivot out of it with, uh, sadly, Paul Stastny to Carolina, man, that what a steal of a fucking contract that is. Dude. 1.5. Are you shitting me? Bill Guerin. Bill Guerin. Why? still got it. Is, is it, Bill, it no is it the toxicity that bill Guerin has built here that drove paul stastny over to the carolina hurricanes I seth would say so. yes seth would I say imagine. yes i imagine so <laughs> uh that's just that's such a great signing for them and for any team that's looking for depth i mean i'm sure the argument to the wild not signing him is that it takes a roster spot that he wants a younger player to step up and take but man he's just such a solid presence in your middle six where like is he what he once was no but he's not a hindrance offensively and dude absolutely does his role defensively. And guess what? We'd have someone that could actually be above 50% on the faceoff. So like that's a bummer to see go to a team that's already a true contender, but good for him. Um, That'll be a fun spot for him. Probably gotta be his last year. Maybe he'll play one more after that. Like I'm sure at this point he's just cup chasing, like play somewhere and win a cup like that. That would actually be really fun, but 21 goals last year in 71 games, 45 points, and, and they didn't make the playoffs. So, like you said, you said it there. There's a lot a, going on though that led to them not making the playoffs. I know, but he, but that's just to back up what you said. He was he wasn't a hindrance at all offensively. No. Like if anything, he he just over 20 goals, man. And I mean, even the year before, 29 well, points that, that in 56 was a, that was games. Their, that was as their three C too. Yeah, he's he's fucking awesome, man. Um. I've always loved Paul Stastny. Nothing but respect towards him. Um, and Dude, the fact that he like, one of those... he just grinded it out in Winnipeg too. And one and was one of those players who maybe not internally, but on the outside was happy to be part of, to, to serve that fan base. Maybe not happy. I didn't yeah. want to go as far to say happy to be in Winnipeg because no one's happy to be in Winnipeg, but happy to serve that fan base. He to be in Winnipeg, which there says a go. lot. Um, no, man, he's one of those guys that I, it sucks because you know, because he's going to like grind it out to the end people are probably not going to remember him for how great he was at his peak. Like he was a legit top 30 player in the league, like putting up good points back to his avalanche days. Like he was a great player and again, still a very serviceable player, but he's going to play long enough that people kind of forget who he was. Stastny O'Reilly and Duchesne. Oh, how the abs, I mean, they won a cup. So I, I, I guess they, they did it right. But do you remember that just that center it was oh, there was just so much there so much but you've made that noise twice this episode now and it's uh, where's it coming from you've never done uh, that before a place of <laughs> hunger probably probably a place of hunger <laughs> <laughs> but yes carolina um the rich get richer that's a bummer but uh it is what it is favorite right? to win the cup this year because of that you think i think that gets like icing on the cake they, they were already one of my favorites. I, I'm going to wait and see where all the rosters are before I say who like my final picks are, right? But they're absolutely a team that should be in that mix. Um, and the know, trade was really essentially for nothing. It was for an AHL player and a draft pick, right? It was just uh-huh. a cap dump. Like, what, what was the trade? There was no trade. Um, You're talking about Burns? Tra- yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to say that. We're talking about stats. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I'm... <laughs> My bad. I'm just like reading the, the truth. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, yes. That that was that was just they gave up nothing and got something and it was okay. incredible. And look at the player. It's like he played like in. dude. You stick him with Slavin. Holy shit! One dude. of the like 
one of, if not the best defensive defensemen in the NHL with one of the better offensive defensemen of our generation. That's dude, that's going to be something. Um, Slavin, dare I say one of the most underrated defensemen in the league next to, and here's a segue, Jonas Brodeen. Let's get into it. Let's get into the conversation that the NHL network had on Jonas Brodeen. I mean, Minnesota wild fans rejoice. Finally, the spotlight that Jonas Brodeen needed. Um, it's funny that like people care whether or not their players are getting talked about, uh, but guy absolutely deserves all of the attention in the world. Like easily a top five. Uh, we'll, we'll say unquestionably top 10 defensive defenseman in the NHL. I would put him in the top five. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, put it this way. He is skating alongside every time McDavid is out there defending him. And Russo talked about it this last season. He's one of the only players in the league who can shut McDavid down. Just, just even just like one-on-one, -on -one, my, my task is to shut this player down and make sure that he nothing can get to him and he can't get to the spots that he needs to go. There's not many defensemen nor any players, even, you know, two-way forwards who can, who can do that to McDavid, let alone skating backwards when McDavid's coming at you. So like, for that alone, I don't care if he even if he put up zero points and just shut down McDavid, he's got to be talked about more in the league. So underrated, underappreciated outside the organization, sure. Does that have something to do with just Minnesota not Minnesota Wild just not getting pub around the NHL, well, kind of like the Vancouver Canucks? Partially Maybe. Minnesota Wild not being like the sexy team historically, but I think it's more just like style of play, right? Like no one quiet, really gives any yeah. credence to defensive defensemen. If he scored, you know. 10 plus goals in a season, then maybe they'd talk about it more, but it's, it's crazy. Though. He puts up points every year too. That's what's nuts. He can, but I'm okay with him focusing his game on playing defensively. I know that. I know that, but you're saying like, if he put up more points up, there's more of a storyline. Like sure. He barely get, I think he's got nine goals. Like yeah, he got nine goals one time. So yeah, he's never gotten 10 yet, but still like 30 right. points last year, 23 and 53 games a year before. Cool. So like Dude. the guy still puts up numbers. Just based on raw statistics, right? Like, you have to assume that roughly 57% of our listenership hates Matt Dumba and thinks he sucks. Rodin has pretty much been attached to Dumba this whole time and is still doing what he does defensively. I, there you if go. That, if that doesn't tell you what you need to know, I don't know what. I, <laughs> I, I, I feel bad. I don't know why people hate Dumba so much. Like, I, I understand not liking the contract. And, like, we've been very outspoken. Dumba is a player that probably needs to be gone because of everything we've got in the pipeline, how the blue line's going to fill out and how much money he makes and will command after this contract. But in a vacuum, Matt Dumba is a solid player. Like an exciting, an exciting go, go, go hardworking defenseman, high risk, high reward. I mean, there's so many different types of hockey players out there and he's, he's, that one type who's just like, he's a gamer and sometimes sacrifices a little defense to try to, to try to win. And I have no issue with that because that's, I truly believe that Matt Dumba focuses on winning above anything else. Yeah. And you make some mistakes in that 100% is defense. One of the most like, like goaltending in hockey. Like you have a microscope on defensemen and goaltenders, especially loud defensemen in, in Matt We've Dumba. We've had who, this conversation though, man. It's not a microscope. That's the point. You only notice the things that go bad. No one notices the good. There you go. And I guess a negative lens is a better way to... You're looking at sure. defensemen always like looking for their mistakes, right? Looking for something because... No, but you don't I don't notice, think you don't notice the good things. Don't you don't notice the looking. good things. That's the thing. They, they only stand out, see, I guess. They only see the big things. Like when it's the car crash that you can't look away from, that's what pops off. And they're like Fine. seeing... It's like two thirds of the time, it's Matt Dumba doing something catastrophically wrong. And one third of the time, him doing something incredible. And Fine. all that they see is the two thirds to one third when like, that's only 10% of what is actually happening game to game. Right. Like it's such a small piece, but no one sees the rest of the game. They just see, did he do something really good or did he do something really bad? He's going to have more bad, but there's a lot of neutral or good versus great. Yeah. Um, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. I feel like some of the wild fans are just like, looking just for his mistakes though and just like have the blind blinders you know on all the good 
but yet again, I'm not talking about the 10% that are literally hunting and finding reasons to hate him. I'm talking about the general fanship. Yeah. No. But, uh, yes, you're right. There's definitely people out there that are literally like salivating as he does something stupid. Like, ah, yes, I've got something to talk about for the next week on Twitter. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Sorry, my sister's texting me like crazy here. Um, but uh, yeah, let, let, I'll just edit this in this transition. Sorry. <laughs> Don't edit. Keep it in. <laughs> as, as Z would say, leave this the fuck in or I'll kill you. <laughs> next piece of news that came out. Um Alex Tessier of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, well, he's not going to be playing for the team this year. Stepping away, I don't have a lot of the details, Isha. I actually thought that you might because these are the stories that you usually pluck up. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I think it's it's substance abuse related and he's trying to get help and stepping away. But then I also see here that it looks like he's going to be playing overseas. So I'm not sure what's hmm. the deal there. Like maybe he just needed to not be in the NHL. I it, It's interesting because like, I, I don't know why you'd be going over to play for ZSC lions for the year. If you needed to step away from the game period and figure out your shit. So maybe, maybe I misunderstood. Maybe it wasn't about substance abuse. I it's interesting. Cause I always thought that he was like, one of those players that was just on the fringe of being ready to pop. And uh, I mean, bummer that again, he's not in the league, but if it is a substance abuse type thing, like all I hope is that he gets it figured out and can move forward. Yeah. I'm wondering if maybe he has, um, you know, maybe some more support out East overseas. Cause he is, sure. you yeah. know, he is of you know, French descent. He's, he's French um, probably has some family still, out there and i mean let's be honest people in europe there it's so easy to travel and live in, in different you know different spots there and it's so easily accessible that he probably has family friends and supports kind of scattered around especially in the hockey world there if that's where he you know developed a little bit as well and you know i'm sure he's represented national teams in some tournaments and things like that so maybe that's maybe it's not like as dire as you know some of the substance abuse cases that we've seen but maybe he just needs some extra support and maybe it's not substance maybe it's mental i, I don't know <laughs> Um, but that could be it. And he's still young enough that maybe this is like, I have to go back there, you know, polish some things, maybe my game mentally, you physically, whatever. And then, then try to take another run at it. Cause he, I mean, he's talented. He, he, he probably can come back if, uh, you know, barring his game doesn't fall off. Sure. No. And I mean, there's always that possibility for people to come back. I mean, that's the good thing. It's just, yeah. Where he's at in his career, obviously it's not, it's not of benefit to him, right? No, especially coming off of, you know, the year he had 11 goals, 20 points, 36 games. I mean, it was a... And the Columbus Blue Jackets were rightfully pumped to have, okay, we have another piece that we're building around. So, wish him all yeah. the best. For sure. That's the most important thing there. Um, next piece of business, there was the first ever, I believe first ever, fight in the Beauty League, and it was an MNCAA throwdown, Isha. We had Vinny Latiri and my boy. Sadly, this is the one time I'll ever pick a Maverick over a Gopher, <laughs> but it's Teddy Bluger. Oh, I love yeah. that man to death. I He needs a statue somewhere. Um, but yeah, we, we had a fight in the Beauty League. That's is it the first not something the, to be expected. Is it the first Beauty League fight ever? I mean, yeah, that's... Well, that's, I, that's, like, my under, that's my understanding. Has anyone again, boiled like over the, before? It's the most relaxed, like, summer beer league, like, fuck around league. So, like, I wouldn't expect blood to boil and there to be a fight. So, I don't know if this was planned for, like, an entertainment factor and, like, they knew no one would get hurt or if there's some, like, leftover hate from something. Is Latiri, is he still in the Rangers organization? Because if so, I totally respect Bluger beating the wheels off him. I'm watching it right now. This is hilarious. Because, <laughs> like, they're actually throwing. But that's what I thought. Yeah, like, this isn't no WWE shit. This isn't no wrestling. They're actually throwing. That's not wrestling. I mean, they're smiling after. They probably just, uh, maybe maybe the Blue was like, you know what? Coach told me I got to get at least one fight in the offseason. Let's fucking go. Here we go. Here we go. Fuck, who's that Calgary coach? Um, Bob Hartley. Yeah. When when Goudreau was a rookie, 
he literally in their practices would line them up and teach them fighting techniques just in case it happened. And it's like, what is Goudreau wasting practice time grabbing Monaghan's jersey, learning how to throw fucking Rick Rippon style punches? It was, it was insane. I remember like the Calgary Sun would like do features on it, and be like, why are they fighting in practice? Why, why is Bob Harley teaching them to fight in practice? Oh man, but that's oh, crazy. Man. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's something, right? Boring summer. We need to grasp straws for what to talk about. Yep. Um, but the last thing here that I have to cover and. To those of you that will be mad at me, which inevitably most of you probably will, just know <laughs> that Isha is very excited to get out here and do some go for football tailgating. Like he'll probably go face first into rowing the boat, as you all like to say. But me personally, uh, born and raised Nebraska Cornhusker fan. Yes, that means I've been pretty depressed since <laughs> I was like seven years old when they won their last championship. So yeah, it's it's been a it's been a dark a dark path for a while, but nothing is more entertaining to me than the explicit Scott Frost hate from all of you. Um, you know, it's funny. Cause like, let's call a spade a spade, right? Like go for football. Not all that exciting. They finally have a coach that brings some personality to it. Like cool. Good. Um, I'll give him a lot of credit where he's like built a great culture you know, PJ Fleck has everybody rowing the boat and he's actually a really good recruiter, but anyone that thinks he's a good X's and O's coach either <laughs> doesn't pay attention to the games or like is really drunk during the games, which I probably would be too. So I don't blame you there. And it's funny. Cause like the, the real rivals of the Gophers are the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Wisconsin Badgers and Gopher fans are like, we're never going to be better than those two teams. So let's, let's find a team that we can just force into a rivalry with <laughs> that we can beat. And that's what they did. They landed hey. on the Nebraska Cornhuskers because shocker, they've been bad for a while. You can beat them. And you know, Scott Frost, he definitely has some of the doy doy plays. He's, you know, had some choice words said, sure. End of the day. If you got someone that's drawing up offensive plays, you're probably going to go to him before PJ Fleck. <laughs> calling a spade a spade but it's it's really fun to see people hate him uh alex micheletti nicest guy in the world decides that on any given saturday he is just going to like try and murder the entire frost bloodline <laughs> and i'm convinced he's just got a big old crush on him we'll see <laughs> i don't know we'll see we'll see how the season plays out but uh yeah i mean end of the day i will never try and convince you guys that nebraska will ever return to the glory days because guess what they actually check for steroids these days so probably not going to happen but i will still be a nebraska fan through and through and we'll probably end up having it out a little bit on twitter which is fun that's what we're all there for right twitter's not a place to be fun and come together it's a place no, to argue absolutely so like, all of you just know gophers yeah they'll probably I, I think they'll be a better team than nebraska this year but i can't even say that with a ton of confidence but uh just know that like we're both irrelevant. Like, I don't know why we got to be mad and hate each other. Like we should all be ganging up and hating Wisconsin because fuck them in yes. every possible way. Fuck them. That's all I got to say. I don't know. Why, why can't we just be friends? This is not a real rivalry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I can't wait to just dive into uh, college football culture a little bit too. Cause again, I, there's, it's non-existent up here again, so. Isha. It's more like college. It's not like university. There you go. There you go. Oh, man. Well, this has been a fun episode. Look at that. One hour. Filled a whole hour worth of hockey, beer, Hello. little Nebraska talk as well. I love it. You know, it's There's not much to talk about in Nebraska, so might as well pounce whenever <laughs> we have a chance. And shout out, like, we have a lot of friends that are gopher football fans, naturally, because, like, I'm in the weird boat where I'm a gopher hockey fan, but... Yeah, you're the Nebraska odd man football out fan, weird, yeah. whatever. Like a lot, I don't have any issue with the majority of the fans. There's just the ones that are the loudest on Twitter and decide like the second that something goes wrong that they're gonna like jump down Nebraska's throat and say that they're the winners of the rivalry that doesn't exist. They're like, I'm probably gonna laugh at you a little bit. Just know that. <laughs> and, you have, and you have every right to. <laughs> and then he shall be there on the other side and he'll get here and he'll go to one tailgate with Vince and with uh Matt of Seventh Ave and he'll be like 
yeah fuck nebraska oh yeah 100 100 <laughs> you're a pander and that's okay yeah that's okay uh thanks to those tuning in on google spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you listen wherever you get your podcasts from do us a favor give us five stars if you're an apple user on itunes or apple podcast you can write whatever you want actually hobby you've been you've been giving them suggestions what should they write in the the, the reviews on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. All we need is five stars. You can write whatever you want. Poppy, suggestions? If you give us a five-star review and you outline your top recommendations for the State Fair, we will absolutely read them off for everyone. Or, honestly, any beer recommendations you have in general, State Fair or otherwise, give us your top recommendations. We will read them out on the next show if you give us five stars. Go. There you go. And it's the best thing you can do for us to help us grow the show. So again, you can find us on social media too. We're totally interactive. We love interacting with all of the listeners Ooh, and hit us actually, up. Isha, Isha, even better. What's if that? you, if you give a five-star review and you say horrible, awful things about the Nebraska Cornhuskers, I will read it verbatim, oh. unless it's like too X-rated. Like if you go too far, and we're gonna get canceled. Like, don't do that. Yeah, like keep it. You know, but I will, I will simple. say the worst imaginable things about them if you leave it in a five star review. So that's the one to do. If you're mad about my take on Gophers, Huskers, whatever, have fun. Tell me what you want me to read, and we'll have some fun with that. Oh, that's gonna be amazing. <laughs> with that, signing off. I'm Misha alongside the State of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod. We good, man? We good. <laughs> don't fear. Just drink some beer and stay wild.